greatest. I am the phenomenal AJ Styles. Delete. You talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. And I'm. And now, your world podcast champion. Hello, guys. Hello, hey, everyone. Gal. Hello, gals. Gals, Every guys. pretty things. Everybody. Oh, man. What's today? April 30th. We're almost into May. That's a very, very, very good observation there. I know. That's what happens when you wake up early on uh, Sunday to get this podcast going. That's what we do, man. I That's know. What we do, man. That's what we do. <clears throat> well, Travis, I'll switch it up. What do you want to talk about first? Oh, man. I mean, can we talk about the lackluster feel I have for payback tonight? You know what? I'm the same way. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously. I don't know. What were you going to say? I can't. I, I just I, I'm not really that into it. Like I know I'm going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it, but I'm not really that excited for it. Yeah, I mean it's like if I want to devote my only day, like I only have like one day off a week. Me and you both do, and I got to devote three hours to something that doesn't make me want to watch it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like yeah, you know. It, literally, I forgot all about it until about Friday, and I was like, "Oh, there's a wrestling pay per view," mm-hmm. or I, I totally spaced on it. <laughs> that's how that's how lackluster I feel about this whole thing. Yes. But <laughs> but I want to stay on the pay per view track for a second, just yeah. to talk about the ridiculous name of a new pay per view coming out in July. Good God! And what would that be, Travis? <laughs> well, you know, Ramsey, great balls of fire, you know. I thought it was a joke. I did too. I thought I was like, no way. There is no way. And legitimately, it is a legit pay-per-view. Like, I don't get it. Out of all the names you could think of, who comes up with that? Or even just go back to one of your old ones, you know? Go back to Vengeance, Bad Blood, you know, uh, Great American Bash. You got so many to choose from. Why? I mean, they were doing it as a pun, I guess? Great Balls of Fire, like saying... You gotta have like balls to fight. I don't know. Like, I no, don't get it. I don't even. I don't even get that pun to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know. This. Is, I was talking to a buddy of mine about it, and I said this literally is the Sesame Street area. Uh, era, era right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And then I had to put my own little comment on the American Airlines Center post that originally showed the name of the pay-per-view. Mm. And I just simply had to say, this pay-per-view name alone makes Roman Reigns look strong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, did you watch the Eric Young match? And uh, Eric Young, who was his name? Oh, uh, Ty? Ty. Yeah, that was from a couple weeks ago. And I know. Actually, we didn't get to talk about it, and I actually missed it. So what do you, what'd you think about it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to cover a couple of different topics that have gone on over the last couple of weeks. Um, I actually thought it was a good send-off. It wasn't what I expected just because WWE is usually show, so big on their traditional uh, exiting from NXT. You know, it's, but it's the, it's the so-called tradition for uh, 
for when a wrestler leaves any promotion is that you 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 go out on your back i guess is how it's called you go yeah. up looking at the lights or you go out looking up at the lights and i wonder why that I, is who actually started I, that i guess it helped the other that. opponent look better or something i guess because from what i understand the the theory behind it is that uh when you retire you should have built up so much prestige and accolades at this point in your career that you're a known name yeah and when you when you retire every bit of your accomplishments to make yourself the name that you are all that prestige in a sense is supposed to be transferred over to the guy who beats you because you're the one who makes sense he's the one that retires you yeah so you're like huh this guy might be a pretty badass dude or something like that you know he retired such and uh, such and such person you know um I get that, but you know, I, I'm one of those that's like, honestly, I can see it either way, whether you win or lose. You know, um, Trish Stratus had her feel good moment when she retired, and she retired as the only seven time women's champion in wrestling history. So uh, she beat Lita to win her final title. So I can see it both ways. Ty was the same way. He he went out of NXT on top. So. Good, good for you. I like Ty, and I hope he does well on SmackDown. <clears throat> um, okay, next thing I'm sure you're going to love to talk about. Haven't you heard about the Alexa Bliss photo, or no, nude photo scandal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, and I've seen them. Uh, Are they fake or real? That's the thing. I was actually talking about this with my girlfriend uh, last night. Because... Who's also in, oh, actually, I need this page, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was on my page for a minute. Right. Yeah, she uh, uh, she's an Alexa Bliss fan, and uh, I was talking about how these photos supposedly leaked. Um, looking at the photos, I can totally see where they could very well be doctored, where they've been photoshopped. Um, it's kind of like how I explained to, to Paige was the way these photos look, I don't, I'm not putting too much out there. But the faces that this chick is making are normally faces you would not make while having sex. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I mean, literally, she's all smiles. Like, I, I know that people won't be able to see it on a podcast, but you'll be able to see because we're on video. Her faces are like this. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, there's no way. I, I can totally believe when she come, when she came out on Twitter and was like, no, that's those aren't real. Those aren't uh, me or anything like that. At the same time, if they are real, that, that girl don't mind putting a smile on her face. Where does she, Oh God. <laughs> when she getting the D it's like the Joker for, for real. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. That's uh, crazy. I actually didn't really know about much about this, this morning. I was doing a couple of reviews for the show and I was like, what? I didn't hear about this all week. I wonder why I never even heard about it. Yeah. I, I, honestly wish i could say uh that they were real but i i i'm gonna actually kind of side with her and say that they're probably well i'm looking real quick right real quick right now and they look fake that's what i'm saying it's yeah it's an unfortunate situation because quite frankly my god i mean i wish they were real but you know i'm just saying okay uh (laughs) next oh and she actually commented too that's what i was saying she she came out and said that they are not they're not her I guess she commented twice about it. Yeah, she commented once and yeah, twice. Yep. Okay. Next one. Yep. 
<laughs> it got me all sidetracked. Uh, let's see. Eva Marie joins Shaq and others. I don't care. Um, next thing. Yeah, hold on real quick. <laughs> Anybody else find it interesting that in those photos of Eva Marie and Shaq, uh, Shaq's wearing tap-out gear, uh, which is a closely – which now has a deal with the WWE – Eva Marie is still technically signed to WWE, yet neither one of them had anything to do with WrestleMania, especially Shaq, <laughs> who, by the way, came out and said it was WWE's fault. I heard that. Happen. Why That's is so that? I, I never he's, read into that. He's he's claiming, long story short, that they basically did the flip flop on him, mm-hmm. like. They were saying that it's on and then it's off, and then they yeah. wanted to go a different direction, and then at the last minute when. Uh, when he had already uh, made different plans when they originally canceled, they wanted him back, and he said no. And it's it's a big old big stupid thing. And honestly, I I'm I think it's kind of dumb that a grown ass man, especially of Shaq's caliber, wants to play the he said she said thing, because according to Big Show, it had nothing to do with that. And I'm honestly more tapped to believe Big Show than I am Shaq. Yeah. That's just that's just my opinion. I think I think show, I think show wanted because they've been planning for it for a year. They had already penciled. I know for, for a long for time. A year. Oh yeah. So, so to say that they were flip flopping and wanting to go in different direction, I I doubt that. I think honestly, he just got scared. I think that might be something that people are like, hey, why is he calling Shaq scared? Um, if you've never ever ever, ever taken a bump before in pro wrestling, and you're not used to it. That ish sucks, man. Oh yeah. Oh my god, can imagine. Like it's it do, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't tickle. It doesn't bounce you back up. <laughs> it it hurts, you know. It doesn't and tickle honestly, you. Right. <laughs> and I mean, there's been MMA, football players, baseball players even um have said before that wrestling is probably the hardest sport that they've ever tried or attempted because mm-hmm. it's so physically demanding. Yeah. You know. And and it is. It's it it is a definite toll taker on your body. I was going to talk to you about something. What was it? It was um, earlier th- earlier this week. Dang, what was it? Who did involve? Oh, no, no. Oh, it just this is something stupid. Have we found out? Because I haven't watched SmackDown this week. Have we found out what the House of Horrors match actually entails yet? No, no. <laughs> just don't get it. I don't either. I was trying so hard to make some kind of meme for uh, the Rumbling Rumors um, Twitter, and I just couldn't even think of a meme for it. Because, like, what what looks funny? I, I, I don't even know. Because it's, like, it's so stupid. It just, there's, I don't, I don't know. I'm not even excited for that match. I know. Because I don't even know what it entails. Nobody does. <laughs> yeah, nobody does. You know? And, and I think it pisses me off still that Bray Wyatt's on Raw. And I'm like, why are we even having this match? You should have never transferred Bray. And he should have just been kept over on SmackDown and saved for Backlash. But no, you wanted to transfer him over and do this ish on a Raw pay-per-view. The last Y'all time Bray suck. was on freaking Raw, they barely pushed him ever. They scaled mm-hmm. him back a lot. I know. I know. And then I was reading something earlier this week that was talking about how this episode of Raw this past week was centered all around The Miz. And they're 100% true. I'm, I'm fine and with that, honestly. I am too, but this was the issue that they had with it. You're centering a show 
around somebody who has absolutely no card match on the pay-per-view and he's on the kickoff show that's his his guest is finn balor on ms tv oh so gonna start a feud well i don't even think that's gonna start a feud i think that's just they had two guys that, that are supposedly their top stars or two of their top stars and they're throwing them on the pre-show trash I don't know who's riding recently again, but it feels like it's worse. I feels like it's a roller coaster. It's literally like a WrestleMania roller coaster in the background of the little arena set. It's like a it was like a futuristic thrill ride. Yeah, it was like a futuristic uh, pun for the rest of the year we're gonna experience up and down bullcrap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Speaking um, of which, I, I had to rewatch WrestleMania 33. I did too. It was pretty good. Dude, it's it, it goes back to what I think a lot of people are saying that WrestleMania 33 is going to be a once in at least a decade or so. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. I say that because, and everybody else says that, because it was such a complete show. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, there was hardly any dull moments, and there was a lot of moments. In That's there, true. You know, from AJ Styles and Shane McMahon out the boat, impressing the hell out of everybody, and oh, including yeah. myself that didn't think it had a snowball's chance in hell of being good. Including and me. yet it turned out to be a freaking a freaking good match. Oh yeah. Um, to the Hardys coming back, uh, Goldberg and Lesnar, which again I I was a big advocate, big Goldberg fan, and I think they handled it perfectly. Yeah, well, I, I also never... thought that was going to be trash, and the end of being pretty good too. Mm-hmm. And I was actually surprised that the Goldberg Lesnar match was good, and I never even had thought about how the spear and jackhammer was facing against Lesnar's German suplex and F five, you know, and they, and that's what they turned it into was like, who can hit their spear or German suplex the most first and then cap it off with their finisher. Oh yeah. Um, I saved this for you because I don't know much about him because I don't watch TNA. Uh, so WWE officially signed crazy Steve. Well, not necessarily officially. Oh really? That's pretty official. Well, here's the thing, and this is the this is the problem with wrestling, is there's still a no compete clause uh, on, on Crazy Steve, but it's not for like 90 days like WWE's is. Um, basically, what what TNA does though is uh, because of their their filming schedule, I believe is how it is. Yeah. Um, they film so far in advance that technically the contract covers them all the way up until that last episode of that character airs and then they're free to, uh, to negotiate. Oh, so, okay. so while he has probably been offered a deal, nothing has been signed yet because of that no compete clause. Mm. So I believe they're a little bit different from WWE in the fact that they are allowed to negotiate. They're just not allowed to sign anything. So is he good? I've never, I don't know much about him. Crazy Steve. He's not bad. I mean, it's, you don't sound very excited. Well, here's the thing. He was he was part of the tag team of Decay, Decay. which had a very good uh, story with the Hardys. And people They're are all like, saying that it's going to be like Hardys feud people? Kind of, uh, because Crazy Steve was involved in, If I don't know if you ever watched it or if you get no. an opportunity, just go look it up on YouTube. You can go find the match. Um, it's called The Great War uh, from TNA. It, it was, of course, during the Broken Universe stuff. Um and it was the the Broken Hardys versus Decay for the tag team titles. And it was almost a combination of live action with the, I, I, I got to say, cult-like 
cult-like following awareness of the final deletion yeah it's just kind of over the top but it's 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 entertaining it's actually very well done um and i personally think crazy steve could be decent with the wwe i don't see him being a top star but is he is he good on the mic what kind of what kind of character would he play would he keep his character keep his name what do you think uh i don't think i don't think he'll keep his name Oh, okay. But I I do hope they keep his character because when he he was a good guy before he was on this tag team of Decay, Mm. and he was stupid. He was involved in a stupid faction. It was a it was a faction that was made up of what was supposed to be freak show workers. You know, like (laughs) a circus act. Circus stuff. Yeah. I saw. I noticed that when I was doing memes and pictures for him. It was dumb. It was completely stupid. And then when he got on this heel run, he actually started talking. Mm. And he actually is not a he's not a bad talker at all. He's pretty decent as a character. If he plays the the maniacal clown, he could he could still be something I think interesting. Well, I've kind of noticed in WWE, if you can talk well, you can end up making it. Because oh, a lot of absolutely. guys, well, actually, majority not majority guys, a lot of the guys that have made it in twenty years aren't amazing guys in the ring, but they're good on the mic. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why they've. you'll see so many different guys that have been up there. They'll tell you that it's different. It's, a, it's really with WWE, it's not about if you can have a good match. It's about can you be a character? Can you oh, – yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The wrestling is part of it. But can you produce a character? Can you produce something that people are going to get behind? Yeah. Are you going to are you gonna envelop that larger-than-life persona that people are going to get behind? Yeah, it's, it's like an actor. It's like an actor knowing how to play the role on stage, but doesn't get in, don't get doesn't get dressed up for the the role. You know, it's like right, right. That's so a good, interesting comparison. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. what do you think of the whole? Because I know you probably were seeing this. Um, I think I may have talked about it briefly on the last episode of Wrestling Reality, um, which uh, we didn't get one this week. We did not. Uh, there was some extenuating <laughs> circumstances, unfortunately. Uh, it's fine. That's coming from a uh, a personal a personal thing. Um, everything's good. Just there was a little bit of a situation that took place, so uh, it kind of invaded into the time. His girlfriend's pregnant. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> get not that serious. <laughs> no. I wish the people could see the video when we're talking. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, no. No. Not that. But um, anyway, yeah, anyway. the the uh, the whole Hardys, um, the singles run that will eventually commence. Oh, I know. The two of them. I must freaking popped in my pants. It's it's gonna happen. It's just I honestly I'm kind of with I'm with all the experts right now. Here's the thing, I'm kind of excited and sad for this. Two things. I'm excited because Jeff Hardy's always been my guy. I'm excited that they're they're gonna push him again, supposedly for a main run, actually maybe for the title. But it is kind of sad because Matt Hardy, I mean, this is just speaking from a different, I guess, point of view. Matt Hardy is the real reason why they have continued to be successful. He's yeah. going to change things up and did different things. So got him popular on the indies and all this stuff. And really wasn't for Matt's talking skills. Jeff, sorry, Jeff, not good at talking. Matt, awesome at talking, awesome at just, you know, whatever. So you go, like, to any little W.com, Shop Zone, and all of the little sites you go to. It's Jeff Hardy in the front, Matt Hardy behind him. I'm like, I know it sounds stupid, but I'm like, 
it's they're always pushing Jeff Hardy, but I'm like, I was hoping this time they'd at least keep him in a nice uh, playing field, same playing field. But as usual, it feels like they're going to push Jeff a whole bunch and make Matt Hardy the second thing, second tier, which I don't believe that's right because Matt Hardy in the long run, he has the talking skills for it and he has the he has the um, the fa- fan following well here's here's what you have to understand with uh with the hardys jeff and matt um we all know this jeff was always the standout between the two of them mainly because he would do the daredevil high-risk moves and that made him oh, more yeah. popular than matt um jeff was doing things on the wwe level during his 2000s, we'll say from 2006 return all the way up until his 2009 absence, he was always a marketable WWE guy from his, uh, his rock star like entrance. That was essentially still the Hardy boys entrance that he would do by himself, mm-hmm. uh, to him then incorporating the, the face paint into it. He's marketable. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think anybody that wants to be truly honest about the situation, uh, they'll look back at Matt Hardy's tenure, his first run with WWE from, we'll say from 2000. I don't want to count the little time that he was released from WWE because that didn't last too long. So we'll say from about 2000 till his exit, uh, I think the same year, 2009, 2010. What was Matt Hardy? He was boring. He was well. That's arguable. His version one was pretty damn good for a while. The V one thing, what yes, was funny, but that didn't last for too long. And then, yeah, he had his little stint with Edge that solidified him as a single star. You know, the circumstances sucked behind it, but it got him a singles. Literally, they sucked behind it. Yep, sorry. Right. But Jeff has always been the marketable guy. Now the situation this time around was. People have to understand, WWE had no intent on re-signing Matt Hardy. He was never a part of their plan. He was not going to be offered a contract. WWE was aware of when Jeff's contract was coming to an end, and they wanted Jeff Hardy. Wait, this is the recent thing? This is what they. This is what the original plans were uh, laid out for WWE. They knew Jeff's contract was going to be up like a year before it was going to be up. Yeah. So they were already making plans to bring Jeff Hardy back. Because even Jeff said he wants to retire in WWE. He wants to retire in the same company that gave him his start. Yeah. So um, they were already making plans for him, but just as his solo star. Then when Matt Hardy created the broken Matt and the broken universe, that seemingly started out as so freaking ridiculous that all of a sudden it turned around and became the most popular thing in the wrestling world mm-hmm. everybody was talking about it everybody started watching it everybody was like what the hell is this stuff mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden not only were people going what is next they were like whoa more absolutely yeah, yeah they were wanting more and then that incorporated the brother nero character and the whole- i almost feel like he was forced to incorporate jeff hardy in it <laughs> He was, and you know, and I think Jeff was for the first time ever. I think Jeff was actually ecstatic that he was playing yeah. the back, uh, the back, uh, the not back. Yeah, I back understand. Character. I'm sure he was really happy for his brother. You know, you know, got some some kind of success. Yeah, because Matt. Let's face it, Matt's you know pretty much floundered. He's always Matt's been, like, Matt's been a workhorse, but he's never stood out. 
yeah, he's always just been like right on the brink of that yep. success. Yep. You know, he's and like. I, oh. I feel like with his broken character, it's it's up to par with Jeff Hardy's stature. Oh, absolutely, Matt Hardy's. This is what it's, this is how it's going to be played out with the, the Hardys. We're going to have them for a tag team for a little bit. I think we're going to have them at least for a tag team up until SummerSlam, if not a little bit past. Um, after SummerSlam, at least uh, we're going to see Jeff and Matt both go their separate ways. They're still both going to be on Raw, and this is the. I only just God hope they don't do it in some kind of like feud fight crap. That's that's my only fear is how are you going to separate this team, you know, without the without hurting either one of them because Matt's over, Matt is already over, so they do intend to use the broken character, but in order to, from my opinion, in order for it to even make sense at this moment, is Matt would be the have have to be the one to turn on Jeff. Mm. which would then set up the feud again. But it's always been Matt turning on Jeff. I know. So originally I was like, well, what if Jeff went the heel route again this time? And what if he turned on Matt instead? Uh, but then it was like, well, that derails their plans of making Jeff a good solo star. So the only well, thing... We, I have, we both know the media does not have enough faces that are really, truly like faces you want to see be win. So. Yeah. Yeah, and Jeff is one of those guys. Jeff's one of those guys, you know, he put in the effort. You know he's worked there for a long time. I had up and downs in his career. Thankfully, he's came back from a really bad point in his wrestling career, and he's thriving. Yeah, and he's and honestly, I don't think we'll have to worry about him having a having another problem again. You know, it's pretty I, cool though. I read it some about uh, recently. I reread some interview he had, or it was maybe a recent one. He was basically saying that you know. Obviously, he loves Sting because even after the whole thing, Sting still was really cool to him and, you know, still was like, you know, the well, whole Jeff Hardy Sting thing. Well, I think I think especially with Sting, because uh, Sting even had said in some interviews that he's he's always liked Jeff. He always yeah. got along with Jeff. And the thing that he wanted uh, Jeff Hardy to understand, which is one of the things that he told Jeff after that, that incident took place, was that you are so freaking talented – and it's a shame that you're wanting to waste it on this. Yeah, drugs you know? and stuff. Yeah, and and it made and it made a lot of sense. But also, like I said, once Jeff had kids, and he's he said it he said it before. Once his daughter was born, that changed his entire perspective because he was like, you know what, I I can't keep doing this. I have a little girl now to to look after. Well, I, I wish this- that was the case in the real world, but it feels like that half the Americans, half the people in the world, that doesn't have to help them. <laughs> No, it, it and that's and you're right. It is it, it is kind of sad. It seems like in the real world that people don't like to don't like to do that. But some people they do yeah. smarten up. They they do understand that. Listen, I I have to be responsible, and now I have this this itty bitty person that is part me already. Oh yeah. And some people get it. That light bulb goes off in their head, and they're like, I I have to make a change. I have to be here for this child. This is this is partly me. This is my responsibility. And Jeff went that route. Jeff and you can look. Ever since like 2011, 2012, uh, Jeff's not had a single thing, not had a problem. He's not been in any articles saying oh, yeah. he relapsed or or anything like that. Um, so I think I think we're gonna have I think we have the best opportunity right now to have the very best of Jeff Hardy in WWE at this moment in time, and we'll get that. Uh, we will get the the charismatic enigma. I think he'll bring back the face paint uh, here soon too. You think so? Ooh, that'd be exciting. I think he will. I think once they go back to their singles ways. Singles, yeah, yeah. I can see that. 
they'll they'll both go back to being marketable. My question is, is what music is Matt Hardy going to use? Is he going to use a new version of the Live for the Moment that he used to come out to, or is it still going to be? Uh, I think they need to give him a whole. I think to be have some has some money behind them. Give him a whole like deleted entrance. Be cool. A yeah, brand new, a nice fresh start. It'd be like delete it, and then it just starts, and it, I don't know some kind of rock song. I don't know something, but I think it. I feel like entrances always do well when the wrestler is a heck can put their own sound effects, like their own voice in it. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. Because sometimes they're hit and miss. That's true. Uh, but yeah, Matt Matt's broken broken entrance though is a piano. That's the the song is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. played by his wife. I so. actually. I actually think maybe do something like that, but maybe just uh, a variation so they don't get sued again. Well, again, <laughs> the whole lawsuit going on right now, uh, at least that that I'm aware of, I don't think anything's been settled yet. But that's part of Rebby's argument is that she's the one that wrote uh, his entrance song. She mm. composed and wrote it herself. So they're trying to take claim. It's pretty hot. She, she she's not bad, but she she has a bit of a reputation um, in in wrestling. Uh, not oh, for god. being necessarily a hoe or anything like oh, that. Oh god, another Lita. No, she's she has a reputation of being well. I mean, you've seen it with her posts about uh, yeah. Impact Wrestling. Oh, she yeah. she really has no filter. She's very. Which uh, in the long run may hurt Matt a little bit, honestly. That's what I was thinking too, because God forbid something starts going wrong backstage. Yep. And she yep. decides to get on social media. Right and WWE does not play that stuff. No, you trash that company, mm. they will make your life hell until you either A, quit, or, or they you come back 50 years when you want to do a little legacy return. <laughs> right. And they pay you it, in peanuts. So, I, I and I hope that's not the case. I, I would really, She really reminds me a little bit of Melina. Yeah, that's what I thought too when I first saw her. A little her. bit slutty, kind of talks too much. Maybe, I don't know about the talks too <laughs> I'm much. I'm just kidding. But, but yeah, I thought the same thing about Reppy too. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. So let's see. You poor little thing, you. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, next topic I was going to bring up is, since we kind of took a break last week, was what are you thinking about Ginger Mahal and his transformation into, like, you know, stardom? Man, who saw that coming? Ginger! Ginger! Remember? I used to... Oh, so backstory. Growing up, I used to always yell gender like that constantly during the matches and pay per views, and Travis and George would hate me for it. Remember? Stupid. Yes, it was so gender. stupid. I know. So freaking retarded. <laughs> so, what do you think about him, you know, getting to the top? You think he's going to be a long term guy, good heel for the company, you know, um, enough, enough veins for days? What? <laughs> that dude definitely is rock solid now. Man. Um, Man, it's just it's so unexpected. Matter of fact, this is another thing that Paige and I were talking about last night because we were we were talking about how uh, at WrestleMania during the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, he was one of the final two with Mojo. Yeah, uh, she picked him, like that was the guy she picked to win, and I was like, what? Like I looked <laughs> right at her and I was like, of all the guys that are in here, because <laughs> I had to pick Braun Strowman if you remember yeah, the oh, yeah. predictions earlier. Yeah. Um, she had from the very beginning. She's like, "Who's that guy right there?" I said, "What? Which one?" And she, you know, she described what he was wearing. I was like, "Oh, this one right here." And she <laughs> goes, "Yeah." I said, "That's Gender, Gender Mahal." And she goes, "I'm picking him." 
I'm like, okay. I was like, uh, you know, and I was like, oh, how cute. You know, my girl's picking somebody and more yeah. than likely he's not going to win, you know. And then he gets down to the final two. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did my girl pick this out? That is pretty yeah. random out of all the people to pick. You pick gender. And then, yeah, it was the next It was the next couple weeks. All of a sudden, here he comes, and he's now number one contender for the WWE title, which I just want to say the House of Horrors match, this is also why I'm not looking forward to it, is they've already announced the WWE title match for Backlash to be Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. How the hell can you already promote the next title match when the one that's already booked for a match hasn't even occurred yet? It can still change. Well, it, it can, but Jinder stole the title. <laughs> they can't have the match now. So, well, it's like, what? what's Orton going to do? Is he yeah. going to show up with no title, or what the hell? That Well, it is retarded, but it's interesting, too, don't you think? No. It's stupid. <laughs> well, Where's the logic in it? There's no logic, but it's also WWE. That's, yeah, that's you good You know, it's like, a, it's like playing a video game and asking, you know, how can you jump off a freaking bridge and live? I don't know. But I'm just saying there's so many things WWE do, does just like this that I'm like, why? Well, and it's, I mean, I, unless I'm missing something here, because correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the, to my knowledge, isn't the House of Horrors match for the WWE title? I thought so. I'm sure it is. That was my thought. So I'm like, okay, so are you now all of a sudden on title? I mean, is, how does this go? How does this work? I don't know. But to get back to the main question of gender being yeah. uh, main event talent, I definitely think he, I think he is actually main event. I think he is a very a, a good chance to be a main event talent. I think now that they're not giving him the stupid traditional Arab Thank God. Indian, the, yeah, he's the not Arab, even freaking Arab. No, he's he's Indian, isn't that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but everybody assumes yeah, yes, Arab. Yes, because yes, yes, they just launched in India, which is part of his yeah. push too. Um, and you know, aligning the Singh brothers with him, or or the Bollywood boys, if you will. Um, yeah, I know nothing stuff. about those guys. That's okay. Um, I actually like their alliance. I think that has. I think they actually do have a good chance of being something of importance on SmackDown. Yeah. And I think this is great for Gender because he's he's from even what Triple H said in an interview. Gender works extremely hard, and he was already like he he impressed backstage officials, which is why he's getting the push that he is now. They said the guy's always been reliable. He's always been a good a good worker um, and Triple H especially now is like, you know what? I think their time away from WWE allowed them to kind of find themselves and create. Cause they almost take it for granted too sometimes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm hundred percent. Don't sure. you, you know, I've always thought about this when you say things like, Oh, you know, you heard he was working so hard. He finally got this push. Don't you think the stars behind the scenes by now? It's like, man, I need to work really hard and I'll get pushed. Or is just like everybody working so hard, you have to be like an extreme hardcore worker to st- worker to stand out. It's well, like, I don't know. I just think by now. Well, Daniel Bryan, it's 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 resonated with me ever since the CM Punk documentary, where um, you know they were talking about CM Punk's uh, desire to be a top guy and things like that, and you know his his passion to be like yeah, you, and know, you had to I'm bring not, this up. Yeah, you know, and the treatment that he got from that. Daniel Bryan said it best when he was like, there's lots of guys that just do this for money. Lots of guys, you know, he's like, especially here in WWE, there's a ton of guys right now that are just hoping 
that they don't get picked for a superstars match. You know, back when they were doing the superstar show. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, he's like, they're just hoping and praying that they don't get picked to do one of those because they like to just chill out and get their money to do doing nothing, you know? Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, there's still probably a lot of that in WWE. Um, I think there are some What do you think about Braun Strowman being that category? Do you think he's like a hardcore wrestling fan deep down or he did it for money because he's a big guy and he needed money? Well, if you listen to the – there's a Stone Cold podcast with Braun Strowman. Um, on there and uh braun comes out and he says before yeah he he used to watch wrestling like he was watching back in the attitude era just yeah, like we watching were. and stuff i'm saying it was his was it his desire to have it in a career or was he just a big freaking dude couldn't find anything else to do and vince and somebody saw him and like hey you want to try to start wrestling well he he pretty much said himself that uh that it was always something that he that he did love. He loved professional wrestling, mm-hmm. but he never knew how to get into professional wrestling. So that being said, because he he came from a, um, I think he's from Virginia, if I'm correct. Um, he he really didn't know, he didn't know how to get into wrestling from his little small town in Virginia. Okay. So so he never really looked at that as being a career option for him. But that's when you know he went into powerlifting and things like so that. So kind of, in, in another sense, it's he was a wrestling fan. He just took a he just ended up taking a different avenue, which yeah. then would later take him to wrestling. Don't you think it's kind of a modern way of saying it wasn't my first passion and I just kind of fell into it? Like it just really it just sounds like to me. It's fine. It's not a big deal if if he if you end up loving it later in life. That's awesome. Yeah, because I mean we can make the same argument for Baron Corbin. Because oh hell Baron, yeah, Baron Corbin. He, to me, till this day, doesn't, doesn't feel like he really wants to be there, honestly. Well, and he's even said himself that, you know, wrestling was not really something that he that he ever really watched or cared about when he was a kid. Like, he didn't grow up watching it, yeah. at, least, at least everything that I have seen thus far and everything that's been said about him. Yeah. But Triple H has said that you – and the reason I say this is because this is part of where he was saying it was he was like, there are a lot of guys that get into this business that have been watching it for years. Of course, you know they think they can be the next big thing, and only some of them are. Yeah. And then you take a guy like a Baron Corbin. Who, who knows really nothing at all about it. Right, has never really had the look, or, or I'm sorry, that's never really thought about this being a profession or never really grew up watching it. But you you work with him after bringing him in from another world. Yeah, and by working with him, all of a sudden he develops this passion for this industry, and you can see that. And all of a sudden, he just gets it, and he just enjoys it. Because Kurt Angle was the same way. I'm just not a giant. I don't know. I guess I'm just not a giant Baron Corbin fan. Never really have. I think he's got. I think he's he's got a lot of potential, but he definitely needs a revamping. Because he just looks a little too cocky for me. He just acts too cocky for me. And I think he may actually be that way in real life. I don't like that. That's not my style, people. Yeah, I, and I agree. And I think a lot of that though comes from the fact that you know he's he's already had a level of success. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Him. I think. Which you know, to his credit, awesome, good job. Yeah, you, know, you you've been in jujitsu competitions. You've been in the NFL. You know, you you've done boxing accolades. You've you've done a, a good amount. You know, but I'm I'm always the humble guy. You know. Oh yeah. Just, that's just always been me. Um, I appreciate. That's why boys like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> well, Jeff Hardy's yeah. pretty down to earth. Yeah, because I think he's somebody as as part for his his drug addiction problem. I believe that originally was there was that he uh, 
he never really wanted the fame. He was almost like a Kurt Cobain, you know. That's he that's loved, really what I felt like too. That's funny you say that. He he loved what he did, mm-hmm. and he loved wrestling, but he never really liked the fame and the popularity. Yeah, he didn't like the fame and stuff, but he's always loved wrestling because look at his past video. This old kid, him and Jeff Hardy would make title belts and stuff. I mean, they were giant wrestling yeah. fans, but you know, they finally got into the spotlight. He didn't really want it. I felt like. Yeah, I I would say that's true. I th- I don't think he ever really thought about the long haul aspect of being a top guy. So here we are now, entertainers. Sorry. What in the world? Nirvana. I feel okay. stupid. Sorry, I'm a big old Nirvana guy. Um, <laughs> I don't even think those were the lyrics, dude. Really? I feel because you're doing you were doing smells like Teen Spirit, right? No, I feel stupid. Oh, I'm really bad at lyrics, so you could be right with that one. Okay. I feel stupid and something. I think contagious. Here contagious we are is the word. now. Yes. All of a sudden, we're getting on a Nirvana kick. If we're getting on a Nirvana kick, we should just talk about the release of Fozzie's new single tonight. So, I'm oh, well, at least that's real. That's still wrestling related. Dude, have you heard part of it? The no, is it good? Released? Dude, does gender is gender do the uh, mixtape form? Gender. <laughs> Where did you get gender from, Fozzy? <laughs> because I was doing some meme. I was uh, doing. I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing the uh, head head picture for the rumbling reality episode. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> uh, do no. Jer- Jericho's band, I think, is very underrated. I, like, I've always really? liked them. I've loved Fozzy. Dude, I don't like. I let me let me clarify. I don't like any of their old stuff, like when they first came out, because they were uh, 80s. Don't you band. wish you were me? That's different. That was one of their first original songs. Okay. Um, but no, like their first album, which I can't even remember what's. I think it's just called. I think it's self-titled. So I think it's Fozzy. Um, and then their second one was Happenstance, I believe is what it's mm-hmm. called. They were all 80s cover bands, though. They were all 80s covers. And I'm like, eh, their Balls to the Wall cover is not that bad. It's yeah, actually, I like that one, too. I think that's the only good balls 80s cover to one, personally. The wall. But yeah. their original stuff from All That Remains till now. I love it. Amazing. Like, I didn't know a new CD, though. I need to check it out. It, the CD hasn't come out yet, but they're releasing the new single called Ooh. Judas tonight. And then mm. the video comes out on Tuesday. So, yeah, dude, I like it, dude. I like the way it sounds. I like the beat to it. Um, As Georgia it, would say, I like. Oh, yeah, he, he is. He, I, this I like very much, eh? George always says this stuff. Oh, I uh, know. <laughs> Him and Blake both do. I know. Oh, Blake's really crazy about it, too. You're right. But this you get. I haven't seen Blake in a while. He's still a jack, jack tall mother man. Yeah, you're. What do you mean? You're not that much taller, or not taller than him? I'm definitely not taller than him, but he's definitely bigger than me. He's bigger than you now, dude. Have you not? You haven't seen him in person in forever, have you? Is he that strong? I don't. I. I mean, I won't. I won't say necessarily he's strong because I haven't seen him in the gym. I'm not calling him. He's probably doing roids. Freaking Blake doing roids. He's not doing roids. If Blake listens to the show, he'll know that I'm talking crap about him. Yeah, no, he's no Blake's freaking huge, dude. Like he's jacked. Yeah, because he's I'm, doing roids. He's not doing roids. I'm just kidding. Well, we <laughs> need to give him a WWE wellness test. Huh? We need to give him a WWE wellness test. Right. But if we're speaking on physiques, I'm uh, I'm close to my 200 pound mark. That I've Hell been yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, I'm so happy. I actually am very happy. That's why I'm like, ooh, about a couple more weeks, I should be there. Huh. 
That's excited. Oh, yeah. It's been my goal. So, speaking of goals... <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I don't know where we're going to... I don't know what segue I could use for that. Uh, what segue should we use for that one? <laughs> um... You know, actually, there was uh, when I was trying to construct an episode of Wrestling Reality this past week, there was yeah. a topic that I was going to bring up. It was going to be my bullet point topic for those of you that watch that, that watch it. Um, that was going to be my bullet point topic for this week was the success of Cody Rhodes since leaving WWE. And it got me thinking um, about the wrestlers that have made themselves popular after leaving WWE, uh, they not not the wrestlers that made themselves names before they got to WWE. Yeah, but I'm talking about the guys that are WWE homegrown stars that, for whatever reason, leave and then go on to make themselves like some of the biggest names in wrestling. And Cody is at the top of that list. Yeah, I think I think 100. percent I mean, look at the success he's had. Since he left WWE a year ago, you know, and within one year, he's competed at WrestleMania. He's competed for Wrestle Kingdom, which is New Japan's big event every single year. He's a member of the hottest faction in wrestling period right now with the Bullet Club. Um, he's had phenomenal matches with so many different guys. Is it's he one of those guys that comes back to be in the future and is like a big star? Or what do you think? Yes, I think eventually he will. I think it's going to be a while. Like, I don't think it's going to be something that happens in the next year or two. I personally think Cody's going to be out on the Indies at least for another four years, if not five. Um, he's met, or I would say, I would say he would spend a total of at least five years, if not more on the Indie scene. So he's got a year down already. I think we got at least four more years of him being on the independent circuit. And then I think he comes back to WWE because honestly, WWE didn't know who they had. They had no idea, or if they did, they didn't want to use it. Well, they didn't use him correctly ever. I mean, like every time he had, man. I mean, his uh, his uh, what's his uh thing he had for a while? The Phantom of the Opera. No, the the fast. He's like really like undo himself one. Dashing. Dashing was it was doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. And why did why did they ruin it? I just don't get those things. They was doing it was doing really well. But uh, to be fair though, Cody, it's it's interesting that Cody has actually been one of those performers though that's been able to make himself relevant with just about any gimmick that he's ever been given. It's true. You know, he went he because uh, honestly, the dashing thing I thought was dumb, and then he started doing the vignettes where he was talking about grooming himself, exactly keeping himself there. That's and when that it got was, good. That's when I think it put himself over as being an interesting character. Then it went from the dashing to the, well, what people call it undashing, but it's that's what I refer to as the Phantom of the Opera phase because yeah. he wore the mask thing. But he took that and something that was so stupid for him wearing that face mask thing, which honestly he was only really supposed to probably wear for maybe a couple months. And then he turned it into a whole villainistic character and did really well with that. Um, then they gave him that run with him and Goldust as a tag team, which wasn't necessarily bad, but he didn't really have a character then. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he didn't have anything that really stood out. He was just Cody and not to say that that was bad necessarily, but when you, that don't could have be his next gimmick right there. You just made You just made his next gimmick. Just Cody. Just, well, I mean, that's pretty much what just he is now. Just Cody. 
He's not going by Co- he can't legally go by Cody Rhodes in advertising. So that's his he, real name. Uh, yeah, he can just go by Cody. His his real name's Cody Runnels, but oh, yeah. sorry. But <laughs> either way, he's make he's making a name for himself as being a top wrestler, and he's mm. doing it very well. You know, guys competed in TNA, Ring of Honor, WWE, and New Japan. He did that all within a span of a year. Yeah. You know, there's not a whole lot of guys that I think can say that and do it successfully on top of that and has worked with some of the biggest names that are on the indie scene from Jay Lethal to a bunch of guys over in New Japan. Uh, Mike Bennett, who's supposed to be coming to WWE, hopefully here soon. I really still hope that that comes out because I like Michael Bennett a lot. Um, Adam Cole is is supposedly Adam Cole would be cool. Adam Cole will be interesting. I don't know. They're don't probably going to ruin him. Probably. Yeah. The only chance that I can see Adam Cole being really a success is he has to go to NXT for a while. Yeah, I can see that. That's true. Like, I mean, for a while. Like, if anything, he should probably stay in NXT. Because a lot of people really don't know nothing about him unless they actually like follow him. Right. Nobody knows what, or anybody that that doesn't follow the indie wrestling would have no idea what I'm talking about when I say Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would. Which know. that's one of his lines I don't like the most because it feels like Jericho's line, but whatever. Well, it is what it is. But <laughs> I'm just mean, saying. I know, but I I like Adam Cole. I hope he eventually comes to WWE. I'm already kind of still shocked that Kyle O'Reilly isn't in WWE, but. Um, hopefully he'll make his way to WWE too, because he should. He should be in there, but we'll see how that turns out. Uh, man, there's so many different different things that have gone on in the past couple weeks. I know. <laughs> that's what happens hard. when you skip one week. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to remember everything that's gone on because there's been so much, and then it's like I feel like I'm missing something yeah. uh, if I don't. But uh, something that I was talking about with some friends last night is, did you hear that they're talking about bringing back the Stone Cold podcast on WWE? Yeah, I think Network? they're going to. Did you Did you hear about who was supposed to be the first guest? It would be, uh, dang, hold on, hold on. Let me use my memory bank. Um, yeah, don't look it up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Remember, I'm going to surprise you with it. Uh, dang it. Okay, I don't I forgot. Undertaker. Undertaker, yeah, I was like, Whoa. Because now that he's re- a lot of people are like now that he's essentially retired, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna have to worry about keeping. Yeah, and Vince K-Fate. and his freaking Vince is always so hardcore about keeping his gimmick. Well, it's not necessarily Vince being uh, hardcore about it. It's Taker himself. That's he's, true too. He's, he's wanted to keep the traditions of the time that he was in. Kind of like a Spanish and uh, you know wrestler with their mask. K- kayfabe is what they call it yeah. he's always wanted to stick to the kayfabe and keep that character as a mysterious figure not make it too humanistic like the only time he did that was when he went the american badass route which again i still don't understand why people necessarily hate on that you know what honestly i like it i've, I've always kind of liked it so i did too i thought it's it, those I, same freaking people that always want change and stuff and don't want the wrestler to fall you know fall short of falling in some like you know I don't know, like somebody's gimmick, like a a matter Jeff Hardy, if they never change, would get boring after a while. I honestly think Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy. He never really changed it up enough to where it's that crazy. But it's yeah. nice to have a little break in the middle with the broken stuff. So when mm-hmm. they go back to their 
old character, it's cool again, like the Undertaker. Yeah, that's that's a prime that's a perfect example of that because Taker did the American Badass thing from 2000 until the end of 2003, and then I can remember uh, when we when we first got to the Royal Rumble 2004. Yeah, because that was you know the story where Kane buried him alive and things like that, and it was during the Royal Rumble. It was entrant number 12. All of a sudden, the lights went out, and you heard the old gong, and oh, everybody yeah. everybody freaked out when they heard it because we hadn't seen the dead man character in so long. Yeah. And that's, that's to your point. It was a break. It was Mm -hmm. a break in between. And now all of a sudden we hear a very familiar gong and everybody's like, Holy (laughs) crap, we're going to get the the dead man coming back. And then sure enough for the next two months from Royal Rumble, which to this day, I still think it was one of the best buildups for a return that I can ever recall getting excited about was when we saw all the little paranormal activity. Oh my God, I remember you were freaking out so bad. Dude, I mean, they would have something new every single week, whether Mm -hmm. it be originally the video would just play, and then the next week it was like uh, it started raining in the ring, and then the ropes (laughs) were set on fire, then a lightning strike took place. It was just all these different things, and they had something new every single week, and it made you tune in every single week because you were like, oh, what's what's Kane going to get this time? What's he going to get this time? And then when he finally, the payoff came off at WrestleMania 20, and we saw Paul Bear, of all people, come back and reintroduce the Dead Man character. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so cool to see Taker come back in that gimmick, man. Because yeah. it was like you I said, he got go look up, I want to go, I I like go look up some kind of vignette somebody made and look at that. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Man, there's... I know you love those things. Oh, yeah. I mean, when things are done right, they're just, they're just done right. And Taker was always handled, I think, I think Taker always did well about handling himself right, putting himself into the generation and the era that he was needed, um, and always staying relevant. He oh, yeah. Always stayed relevant. But there's there's two things I wanted to bring up, and, I, and you remember because I had talked about them on Twitter, and I tagged Rumbling Rumors on them earlier this week. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's two matches I want to discuss. Um, who's the greatest tag team? Because I honestly think it now comes down. There's only two teams that I think could actually be labeled as the greatest tag team in WWE. And one of them is not the New Day. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I hope not. They haven't been around long enough yet. Now, they've got the longest title reign now. Congratulations. But I don't think they're the best team. No, and I honestly yeah. think there's only two teams that you can honestly look at and say, oh well, yeah, that's the best. Okay, thing. so now we get to now we get to argue a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, in Travis, and you know little, what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? in Travis's said, little me... Twitter post, if yeah. you follow Travis or me at W. Ramsey or Travis at Travis underscore Falhart, or if you just want to see retweets and follow stuff, you can go to the Rumbling Rumors Twitter. So basically, Travis tweeted about who's the best, better, best tag team ever. He had Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and what Dudley boys in there? Is the Dudleys and Matt and Jeff? And let me let me explain where this came from. Uh, WWE posted on the network finally, uh, straight out of Dudleyville, the mm. the Dudleyville documentary or the yeah. Dudley boys documentary. It's on the network now. Oh, okay. Uh, so I watched it, and after watching it, I really started thinking. I was like, huh. It really is a toss-up between two teams, um, and I have my reasoning why I think it's only these two teams. Yeah, please tell me. So, 
the Hardys, if we're talking strictly tag teams, obviously you got you know, so many tag teams. You are, and and this is and this is why I'm going to say I'll explain my reasoning for picking these two. Um, yes, you can say DX, you can say NWO, you can say Edge the Christian, you can say Edge and Christian, you can Midnight say Express, all, you can say all these guys. The reason I am saying the Hardys and the Dudleys are the two greatest teams that WWE has ever had is for one simple solitary reason. At the core, they are indeed a tag team. What I mean by that is look at their title reigns. Look at their tag team title reigns. They literally have maybe one or two amongst all four guys Mm -hmm. where they weren't with their respective partner when they won those tag titles. The Hardys have won seven, I believe, seven or eight WWE tag teams. Feels like more than that. Um, Yeah, but they're also the best in space and time though. Well, again, this is getting part of, this is going to part of my argument. Mm -hmm. How many teams, like for instance, this is why I disqualify Edge and Christian. Edge has had three or four guys win the tag team titles with him. Christian, Chris Jericho, uh, Hulk Hogan, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton. So five guys. Five guys he's held tag titles with. Five guys. Five guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Christian is kind of the same way. Christian had Edge. Christian also had uh, Chris Jericho as being one of his partners. He also had Lance Storm as being one of his partners. While Edge and Christian was a great tag team, they still were tag team champions with other guys. Mm-hmm. Matt yeah. Hardy was only a tag team champion with one other person, and that was MVP. That story was great, but beyond that, Matt was, has held. Wait, every- didn't he hold the title with Shannon Moore? No, that was well. He did, but he wasn't a tag title; it was a cruiserweight title. Oh, good memory, dang. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was during the V1 era. Yep. Um, but Shannon Moore. Matt, Matt and Jeff have literally only held tag titles, I believe, with each other. Yeah. I can't, I can't even recall a time where they were tag team champions with somebody else. I can't think either. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Again, besides MVP with Matt, that's the only time I can remember that being the case. Yeah. So now you've got the fact that they've only been champions with each other. So in essence, that's a true team. They've never really broke up and went separate ways in regards to finding new partners and becoming tag team champions. They always went back to each other and became tag team champions. The Dudleys, the exact same way. Um, I can't recall a time where Bubba Ray was a tag team champion with anybody else except Devon. And I can't recall anybody else being a tag team with Devon where they won the titles. Yeah. Were they tag teams with other people? Absolutely. Bubba Ray had a time where he was just teamed with Spike. Devon had a time where he was just teamed with Batista R. and Ron Simmons. Huh? R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Isn't Spike dead? No. <laughs> I thought Spike was dead. No. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> yeah, Spike's very much alive. That's good. I've always liked Spike. <laughs> So um, then not only do you look at that with the fact that they've only been teamed with each other, then look at their accolades. The Dudleys have held almost every single tag team title imaginable. Yeah. Same with the Hardys. Yeah. The Hardys have held almost every single title imaginable. 
They have not won the New Japan Tag Team titles, but the Dudleys did. The Dudleys may have won the New Japan titles, but they never held the Ring of Honor titles. The Hardys did, though. That's true. So, really, I think it comes down to who is the more, not just popular, who's the better team? You have the Hardys and you have the Dudleys. And what makes this so intriguing is I really would hope that somebody could see the potential to potentially one day, since all four guys are still active, have one final match with the Hardys and the Dudleys and find out who the superior tag team is. Well, I don't really, I don't think, I don't know, I think there's different classes almost. Like, Hardy Naughty. Boys to me, maybe not to you, but to me, it's like Dudley Boys to me are not that entertaining anymore. They haven't kept it fresh. They don't change things up really at all. They just are kind of boring. When when, when he's Bully Ray, does. Bubba does. That's what I was about to say. He does. But when they're a tag team, they're just the same stuff. They go off the same things. There's no real new innovations, personally, that keeps me entertained. At least the Hardy Boys have little phases, when even when they're in their tag teams throughout mm-hmm. the years. They've had little phases of different things, when now with the broken stuff. But before that, they've gone through different little phases or whatever it is. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think there's so many tag teams to consider. And most people only consider tag teams the ones they grew up with. They don't consider the other generations before us. True, which, again, I can understand that, too. Yeah. But, again, when I'm talking about just the pure, uh, when it comes to the pure tag team, pure tag team wrestling and pure tag teams, and that's, and I want to clarify that just because, again, they weren't partners with a lot of other guys, and they damn sure didn't hold a lot of tag team titles with anybody else except their respective partners. In essence, that makes a pure tag team in my mind. Yeah. Um, and I don't. While DX, yes, is a great example of a tag team when it was Shawn Michaels and Triple H. At the core, though, DX was always a faction. You know, there was always at least three people in DX. We didn't really have the two-man DX team until 2006. Yeah. You know, so we had the Hardys and the Dudleys a tag team way before DX. So I kind of want to clarify why I would not classify DX as being a uh, being the most successful tag team because they were not a tag team at heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of people, but that's at least in my way of classifying. Well, I wouldn't personally br- keep DX up there, honestly. To me, they I like DX and all, but they're extremely overrated to me and extremely overdone. It's like... After, after their 2006 run, yeah. It's like constant... People are... All, I guess it's like the general fan. They like them and stuff. It's fine. Especially when they first started, they were edgy. But they, they talk about it and overdo it so much. I'm like burned out forever over DX. Right. It's, I'm just, I don't know, I'm weird or what. But No, I, I think I can agree with that. But while we're on the DX topic, this triggers the segue into the next match that I was yeah. uh, talking about. Did you see the table for three on the WWE Network? The I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch it. Is it good? Don't. It's, don't. I won't ruin it. Okay, it's, it's very good. But that that's where I got the idea for my next question mm-hmm. because they talk about it at length. For those of you that don't know what I'm referring to with the table for three, which I would be very surprised if you didn't, being wrestling fans and listening to the show, um, they had Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles, and Kevin Nash on there. Mm-hmm. And everybody remembers the rumor about Michaels versus Styles for the Royal Rumble. Yep, and we were talking about it many times on here. Oh, man. Um, They finally talk about it. Like, they talk about it amongst the two guys, Michaels and Styles. And 
it's amazing to listen to both these guys because you realize, especially with Shawn Michaels, you realize how close we were to having that happen. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh my, when you think about it, that could have been probably the greatest match that WWE would ever have. And I say that because both Styles has proven just in his first year with WWE, he's a top echelon performer. Heck yeah. There's, there's no, but I honestly don't think there is anybody on the roster, Raw or SmackDown or NXT for that matter, I think that can hold a candle to AJ Styles. It's going to be hard. I mean, especially just all around talking and on talking and entering skills. Hard and he's gotten tell. better. He's gotten better on the mic because he he even admitted that his his mic work was not always the best, but he has gotten so much better on the mic with WWE. Yeah. And then think of that, Shawn Michaels, who arguably is the greatest of all time. You know, a lot of people will yeah, all put in all. that name with him. Yeah. Um, imagine the two of them working together. For one match, one match only, mm-hmm. it'd be it'd be freaking epic. But who wins? And that's something that they ask the, and that's a question that's brought up to them in the table for free, or I'm sorry, in the table for three. They ask it amongst themselves: Who wins? Both guys look at each other like, "Well, who would win?" And it's, it's, true. it's just, it's amazing to see how they talked about it and how just so close we were. Hmm. And honestly, it's like, huh. I honestly don't know who I would want to win in that match. <laughs> yeah. That, I wouldn't I just, either. I think I would just be the, the fan that sits there and watches it and just enjoys the fact that two of my most favorite guys ever are facing each other, and it's going to be a great match. I have, the, more of an, the more I watch his style, the more and more he's like getting up there for me too, like one of the, my favorites. Oh, dude. It, I think when it's all said and done, AJ Styles is going to be recognized on the same level as Sting. Yeah, I can see that. I can see something like that. I mean, it's gonna be hard to do that, but I can see that. Mm-hmm. And just so that people know what I mean by that comment, uh, Sting was always known for being a great wrestler, and he became an icon without the WWE. Sorry about that. Um, so we've been on this thing. Oh wow, we're going an hour, already an hour plus. I mean, you've been. Have you realized ever since we went to, we went to a tandem duo, we've actually gone longer episodes. I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Whatever. But okay, let's do the mini cut you off, but let's do breakdown of the match card real quick. Sure. Okay. Um Enzo Amore, big cast versus Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson. Uh we're gonna do how we always do it here to keep it different for our show. We're gonna do who we think should win and who do we want to win. Mm-hmm. Travis? Uh my mine are gonna be both. I want I want Gallus and Anderson. Honestly, I'm gonna say the same thing because they actually deserve it, and not to say Enzo and Cass don't necessarily deserve it, but I think I think the I think Gallows and Anderson need it more. Yeah, they need it more. That's for sure. But I don't know. I'm just kind of already like burned out of Enzo. Yeah, I'm feeling that way too. It feels like that. it feels like a Santina Morella act. Mm-hmm. Like where it was really good at the beginning, and I'm like already just tired of seeing commercials and overdoing it. I don't know. Um, yeah. Hope they switch it up soon with them. We're both in the same there. Uh, Rog tag team title match: Hardys versus Sheamus and Cesaro. What do you think, bro? Mm. Well, I, I I don't see them dropping the titles this quickly. Um, so I have to say that my pick for want and think is going to be the same again, mm. and I'm picking the Hardys over it. 
Um, I necessarily wouldn't be upset if Sheamus and Cesaro win because mm-hmm. I think that would lead to a heel run, and I think that's where we would start seeing the separation of and the teams. That's what I was gonna say. Yep. But I don't think I don't think it's gonna be that soon. Yeah. So so with that being said, I'm still picking the Hardys. Well, that's literally what I was going to say. I was going to say they're basically one and the same. Hardys win. Hardys are going to win. But if they lose for some reason, I definitely think they're going to start showing signs of maybe splitting apart or just transitioning to the Brother Nero and Broken Matt Hardy gimmick because they don't have to break up for that storyline to work. Nope. They don't I don't know why everybody keeps doing this thing where it's like, oh, they have to break up. For... What? No. Jeff Hardy has got to take the backseat a little bit. Which, that's where it comes in where W is not going to want that because they're selling so much merchandise with them again. <laughs> right, and they don't, and they yeah. brought Jeff back originally to be that merchandise. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, they do. Why would, so. you, why would you spend all this money on a contract and not you know, you know, get as much money as you can out of them? Exactly. Um, you know, it's so funny. I was showing my little sisters this. I was going to ShopZone. Uh, I always say ShopZone. <laughs> WShop.com. Showing, showing my age. Uh, so... It's pretty cool because you go there and you go to the main stars that sell the most merch, and mm-hmm. there's only like eight stars on there. Yeah. And the main eight stars, which is so cool, was like Roman Reigns, John Cena, Matt and Jeff Hardy, I think Alexa Bliss. I was like, hell yeah. And that just shows you, out of all this time, they're the freaking top-tier guys in wrestling still. It's awesome. Yep. It's all yep. freaking that's awesome. Since 2000, dude. That's 17 years now. They've and been, it got me so excited. I was like, it's team. awesome for them to be, to come back and blow everybody else out of the water merch sale-wise. Because mm-hmm. you know they're selling not as much as Roman Reigns, but for somebody that hasn't been promoted in WWE for a long time, to be top guys again, that's awesome. Um, yep. Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. Yep. Um, mm, I know. It's a hard one. I, I'll, I'll go first so you can think about this this time. Okay. okay, I think they should let Samoa Joe win because Samoa Joe is looking pretty sloppy and they don't ever let him win much and he doesn't look very strong. Seth Rollins is going to look strong either way. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to have to be in agreement and I think I'm going to say that I want Samoa Joe to win. Um I don't I don't have anything against Rollins. Um, no, me either. I love but, Rollins. But I think that's what they're going to do. I think I want Joe to win, but I think Rollins will win. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, cruiserweight title match. Ooh, Austin Aries versus Neville. God, I, I just loved watching this match. This could be the show stealer. Could be again. And I still am like, damn, I wish they would have saved this match for the WrestleMania card. I still think it yeah, could have been for a better really. actual show. Or, or um, at least SummerSlam. Man. But... Um, Tonight, yeah, I still think it could be the show stealer, and I think, I think we get a new cruiserweight champion. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with Neville retaining, yeah. but I think, um, I think Austin Aries walks out cruiserweight champion tonight. I love Austin Aries. Aries, I'm in about him. I like him a lot. I do too. I've, but I've liked Austin Aries. For yeah, you've always now. liked him. Yeah. So I, I want, I want him to, I want him to get some WWE success, and I want him to win the cruiserweight title. Um, next one would be Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. A match that I have to say that not because of Alexa Bliss, but I really don't have that much care in the world anymore. Really? Um, I hate saying this because I like Bailey. She's she's grown stale on me. 
Bailey, you think Art Bailey's already stale? Mm-hmm. Wow. Why do you say that? Just, I don't get excited to see her. There's, there was something about her. Maybe because she's not as slutty as Alexa Bliss. I don't know. Slutty has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I don't know why, but I think something was different about Bailey in NXT as opposed to Bailey on the main roster. And I don't, I don't, I don't like her on the main roster. I don't know why. I just, I, I think right now they treat her too kitty like. Like her storyline has no depth to it. Yeah. It's especially with Sasha Banks. Ooh, we're besties. You know, and we've heard them do the same story with her for the last umpteen months now, where it's, uh, you're the kid that was never supposed to make it. You know, you're just a fan, just a fan girl, and you just got lucky. Okay, we get it. Please move on and do something else because this is redundant. Oh, a, and oh yeah, I know. It's really annoying. So, I like Alexa Bliss. I just don't think she becomes champion tonight. So, um, I want Alexa Bliss to win, but I think Bailey wins. Mm, I I'll go with that too. I I want Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss to win, but Bailey's probably gonna win this one. Mm-hmm. And the other one that could rival Austin Aries and Neville's match would be Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Yeah. The US. They don't think they could put on a good match. Oh, no, I don't think I don't think that they can't put on a good match, but it's good, it's two different types of matches. And what I mean by that is you have two different styles. You're going to have one match that is going to be pure athletic prowess at mm-hmm. its best with Aries and Neville, whereas Jericho and Owens is going to be a lot more storytelling. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, I don't think that you could really say that that one would be the show stealer. Honestly, um, I still think they are going to tell a good story. But on that one, uh, this is you know Chris Jericho's farewell. So I see I see Owens going over and retaining, um, and I and I prefer that anyway. So I would I'd rather have a Kevin Owens on SmackDown than a Chris Jericho on SmackDown. How long do you think Jericho's gonna be gone this time? Uh, I'll say at least till the end of SummerSlam. I think it, I, I think he might come back after SummerSlam. It sucks he's gone because I feel like he's I don't know just doing so good last year. He's done. He's had a very good run. Like this past year has been very good at Jericho, uh, but it's like he says all the time. He he now he does the the band. He's got all his other stuff. But to have him around for the year that we've had, because normally now he'll come back and he'll be here for just like I don't know three or four months, and then he goes away. We've had him for over a year and a half now. That's true. You know? So. He deserves that time away. Let him go and spread his wings and Let get him back spread his wings and. Yep. I I'm, I personally think it'll be good because I like Fozzie too. So I'm not oh, yeah. gonna I'm not really gonna lose my Jericho sense of pride there because I'll still be listening to Fozzie's new stuff. So. Oh yeah. And last but well, actually, actually last, we got, sorry yeah don't sorry. we have two more matches yeah sorry <laughs> good job um. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Please, God, Braun Strowman. That's all I can say. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? What's so wrong with Roman Reigns winning all, here and there? He's lost Because matches. Roman Reigns doesn't win here and there. He wins all the fucking time. Well, you know what? When you're the top dog, best bad guy like Stone Cold or something like that, you win more. Yeah, well... 
I'm not saying he's like stone cold, but I'm saying like I would hope not. If you're like a Triple H or something like that, you're you're that high up there, you can't lose too many matches. I mean, no, but what matches has he really lost? That's true. So, Braun has been built up as this freaking monster. Beast. Yeah, you're right. You know, let him continue to be that beast. Okay, so my pick was prob my pick is gonna be Braun Strowman. They're gonna make him win, but I want Roman Reigns to win. I'm just the exact opposite. Hmm. I I think I think I want or I I'm thinking Roman will win, but I want Braun to win. I just want this whole like personally I rent I want Reigns to keep demolishing everybody over and over and over and over. He becomes more and more and more to a heel. Like to the point to where you know you need to push that button to make him a true heel. That's what I want. I want him to like just be on the edge of like why the hell, and it's like finally push it, and he's like the freaking megastar. Yeah, that's what I want personally. I think he's a good dude. I think he's works worked hard now. If you listen to ML podcast, I thought Roman Reigns was horrible. I hated him in the Shield. I thought it was boring. You know. Oh yeah, his his shield run was absolutely ridiculous. So ask anybody you know that knew me. I never was a big fan growing up, but I always liked Rollins, and I never was a really big fan of Dean Ambrose. If yeah. I weirdly never was a fan of Dean Ambrose, Reigns never a fan of, but Rollins I liked the most. You know, yeah. as I got older and saw their characters more, I actually liked Dean Ambrose the least of three of them. I know, I know, I agree a hundred percent. Sadly. It's yep. not in a him. It's about them not letting him, or not letting him. And maybe he's not doing it right either. It's about that he has not transformed differently at all. He's just the same. Like he's like almost a combination of like Al Snow, Raven, and like Mankind. I'd go with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he has this like crazy mentality. You can't control him. He's trying to be different. But it's like we've seen all those things. So you just need to pick one of them and then f- go through with it. Because I don't know. Hardcore matches and stuff are good and all those things, but those don't lead to a main tier guy. Nope. Never has. Has Tommy nope. Dreamer been on top at WWE? Was uh well mankind arguably has, but not for very long. And he what and he didn't fixate on hardcore matches. He fixated on taking ass whooping. <laughs> well, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty. It just happened to be that that ass whooping was in a hardcore match. Yeah. So. That's true. But I'm saying most of mankind's matches that made him popular was. The fact that his opponents would beat the hell out of him and do some crazy stuff to him. Yeah, you're right. And they weren't you're even right. like really hardcore matches, still cage matches, different things. Whatever. Okay. Um, the House of Horror match: Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Who do you think, Trevi? <laughs> who, who I think and who I want are definitely going to be different. Uh, God, as much as I hate the fact Bray's on Raw, I want Bray Wyatt to win, but. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure Randy Orton wins. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling too. They're, I don't know what they're doing. They're like trying to make Randy Orton strong again. He's just like over and done with. There's just too many stars that deserve that that spot. He's boring, man. He's freak. He really is boring. They need to do something else with him. If they if they really want to keep Orton around because he's been there a long time, he has one strike left. <laughs> whatever. You know, you can make him the one-strike kid. I don't know. Do something. Do something with him, you know? Yeah, just we got, we've got we got three more years of Randy Orton at least. Really? Uh, oh, contract-wise. Yeah, because he, he signed one of the longest tenure contracts ever. So, um, And that's usually – that's always a bad sign when a major star wants to sign a long contract. 
Mm-hmm. Ask anybody you know. If you are high up there in any sport profession, you always want a contract that's shorter and sweeter. Yep. That way you can and renegotiate. It, yep. And he signed a 20 – no, I'm sorry. What? I, I, he signed <laughs> – I forget how – 55? <laughs> yeah. No, he signed a deal back in like 2005 yeah. that was going to go all the way until 2020. Oh, my so gosh. Signed, really? Yeah, so he signed like a 15-year deal. Did, and I'm like, I'm like, good God, you know? Like, did he really? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. 100% serious. 15 years? I, it was one of the longest contracts that they've ever, uh, ever, ever had. So. Why would they, why would Randy Orton agree to that? That's weird. Probably because he knew that if he didn't have the WWE machine behind him, he'd suck. Yeah, sadly. Because honestly, I don't think, I think Orton's one of those guys that definitely was always a purely WWE guy. He never could, uh, he never, I don't think he never could have made it on the indie scene. Yeah. It's weird because, you know, at the start of his career and stuff, and just not in general, he's like, he, he had it. He, I feel like at a time at a time and point, he really truly had it, like the next big star. Yeah. And he was that star for a while, held that mantle for a while, but he just, whether it was the drug stuff ready, or, yeah. He wasn't ready when he got, when he got the title, he wasn't ready for it, which is why he only had it for a month. Um, he's even said that himself. But he also he gained a lot of notoriety and popularity and was relevant at a time where he was very immature as well. Yeah. So that's where he developed such the bad reputation backstage. And sorry, it kind of carries with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, it's he was always the guy that had so much potential and always had so much more potential. But yeah. he got to a point where I think he reached a certain level of that potential and then plateaued. Yeah. Do you I mean the we're gonna probably cut this off pretty soon? Do you the next the last thing he was actually truly popular for, and the only real reason why he's probably popular at all is because of his Randy Orton little mo- or RKO montages that were online. Yeah. If you remember when those RKO things randomly started getting popular online, he wasn't that popular in WWE anymore. Right. And so he started getting popular on the internet and people who never knew about wrestling started like showing it, you know, uh, sharing those little, you know, memes and gifts of him RKO and random like celebrities and random things. And, yeah. Like, you know, but that's the real thing he has. The last thing I remember that he has celebrity wise, popularity wise, mainstream wise is that. That's pretty sad. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I agree. And that's a, that's right. That is a, that is the best statement. And, uh, most accurate statement about his popularity. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, Travi, anything else you want to add? Cause I think you're getting sleepy, aren't you? No, 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 no. I'm not getting sleepy. I was more so just, it's still the morning time here in Tulsa. So uh, morning, it's 1120 morning. It's not morning? noon yet. It's, yeah, it's but not almost noon, yet. noon. Doesn't matter. Almost and noon are two different things. You know, I'm going to slap you one of these days. I don't know if you think you're strong and big or something, or you think you're some big indie announcer, you can't get slapped in the face once in a while. But I can do it, Travis. I know you can do it. I've never doubted that you can do it. But I'm also not the guy that's going to be a punk and just be like, oh, you get away with that. Oh, I hope not. I wouldn't expect I would not expect you not to come back a little bit. No, I've already – me and my dad had this conversation a while back. It's The thing that I – as weird of a, 
of a dialogue as this is, mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent true. Um, whether you win or lose a fight doesn't necessarily make you a man. Just standing up and fighting is what makes you man. Do you are do you back down or do you fight? Oh yeah. You know? And that's the thing. You can probably Or do you grab- slap or do you slap your way out of it? Right. Do you, that's honestly I think that that's what really would uh, determine whether you're a whether you're a puss or not. Do you back out or do you do you Are you basically basically are you a punk or not? <laughs> yeah, are, yeah, can you take an ass whooping or not, you know? You're either going to you're either going to dish it out or you're going to get one, you know? Mm-hmm. And are you a man? Are you man enough to accept the getting one? Oh, you know what I mean? speaking of getting one, real quick, Tam, did you see those pictures of Sam Stackhouse online after his match? Yeah. Oh man, Poor Sam. Sam! I was like, oh my you goodness. See that video with the treadmill, though. Yeah, I was like, oh my. Dude, gosh. I've never thought of that for a hardcore match. I was like, get that. Well, you kind of got to be in the scenario. It's hard to bring a treadmill that's working out. No kidding. You know, but I was like, oh my god, and I was like, how the heck does? Because Sam. Also has to go to a job the next day as uh, he uh, hauls uh, semis. Yeah. And he has to freaking unload those semis and stuff. I'm like, God, Sam is a freaking a stack house. No, she is, man. <laughs> Sam is the man. He is. All right, Travis. Good talking to you guys. Sorry about last week. We're going to try to keep it as consistent as possible. But, you know, we're human beings. We have emotions, lives, needs, wants. Travis doesn't, but I sure do. So. Yeah, that's a true story. I'm heartless. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but uh, <laughs> check out Rumbling Rumors on Twitter. Uh, ask, a, ask us questions or t- tweet our stuff, retweet our stuff. We always appreciate it. Uh, if there are topics on. you want us to talk about, yep. put it in there. And that's when you start doing it again. I forgot. When we did this back in the day, Rumbling Reality, we actually asked them on Twitter questions and we followed up on here. So yep. this time, this week, I need to do that. Or you can do it too. If you want yeah. to do a couple questions and I'll retweet it on Rumble Rumors and we'll just um, go from there. Yeah, let's, let's rock out. All right, guys. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Patrick. Patrick always retweets our stuff as usual. Yes, Thanks, sir. Patrick. All right, oh, man. Um, I don't know where our outro is, but um, I wish Travis could sing. This is the outro. Okay, no. <laughs> That was pretty good for a fly. All right, guys. Um, Have a good one. Travis, see you next Sunday and should be up before 1 p.m. Yes, Grandma Lamb. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.